Section five of O Henry Encore by O Henry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Phil Schempf. The Mirage on the Frio. The sheepman rejected the offer of a match and lit his pipe from a burning brand. We were down on Buffalo Bayou fishing and had cooked and eaten supper. Fried fresh fish, coffee, cornbread, potatoes and just enough crisp bacon to flavor gave us a supper at which none murmured we reclined at ease and worshipped the goddess nicotine the moon made a glory in the eastern sky and spread a white shimmering glamour upon the black water of the bayou a phantom tug crept downstream leaving a ghostly wavering silver wake and a mysterious lapping and washing along the unseen shores mosquitoes hummed angrily about the borders of the hanging cloud of tobacco smoke a dank fresh smell arose from bursting buds and wild flowers we five sat in the chiaroscuro of the live oaks and cypresses and babbled as most men and all women will when night the tongue loosener succeeds the discreet day night should be held responsible for poets breach of promise suits betrayed secrets and dull stories the man who will not tell more than he knows in the moonlight of a spring night is a rarity four of us were more or less hardened to moonlight and roses one among us was young enough to note the soft effect of luna's kiss upon the dim tree-tops the aerial perspective of the drifting gulf clouds and the dim white eyes of the dogwood blossoms peering out of the wooded darkness he noted and spake his thoughts without stint of adjectives while we world-worn passengers grunted in reply puffed at our cigars and pipes and refused to commit ourselves on such trifling matters isn't it beautiful asked the young man the sky like the dern of some dream temple the woods dark with mystery and the silence broken only by the faint breathing of nature it's nice and no mistake answered the insurance agent but let me tell you i've known men to plant the seeds of incurable disease along this old bayou feel that dampness rising every minute a fellow never knows what is going to happen especially a man with a family dependent on him should shut up snapped the druggist for talking shop recommend me to a man in your line this is a pleasure trip we are on and i have to have it spoiled by bringing in business talk about your malaria wide two bottles of my there you go just as bad said the lawyer you fellows have run in the same old rut so long you can't get your minds on anything else put me on the witness stand and i'll swear that i never mention my own business outside of my office if i don't kick me clean out of court this night said the sheep man reminds me of the night i was lost in the brush along the frio that was the night before the morning i seen the me ridge the uh, uh oh mirage said the young man no said the sheep man it wasn't no mere rosh it was a mere ridge and the plainest one i ever seen there happened something queer about this one too and i don't often tell it after seeing that incredulity generally waits upon the relating of it lights up said the druggist reaching for his tobacco sack and let us have your yarn there are very few things a man can't believe nowadays 
It was in the fall of eighty, said the sheep man, when I was running sheep in LaSalle County. There came a norther and scattered my flock of fifteen hundred muttons to thunderation. The shepherd couldn't hold them, and they split up right and left through the chaparral. I got on my hoss and hunted all one day, and I rounded up the biggest part of em during the afternoon. I seen a Mexican riding along, what told me they was a big Tahoe of em down near the Palablanco crossing of the Frio. I rode over that way, and when sundown come, I was down in a big mesquite flat, where I couldn't see fifty yards before me anyways. Well, I got lost. For some four or five hours, my pony stumbled round in the Sacuista grass, winding about this way and that, without knowing any more than I did where he was at. About twelve o'clock, I give it up, staked my pony, and laid down under my saddle blanket to wait till morning. I was awful worried about my wife and the kid, who was by themselves on the ranch, for I knew they'd be scared half to death. There wasn't much to be afraid of, but you know how women folks are when night comes, especially when they wasn't any neighbor in ten miles of em. I was up at daylight, and soon as I got my bearings, I know just where I was. Right where I was, I'd seen Fort Ewell Road, and a big dead elm on one side that I knew. I was just eighteen miles from my ranch. I jumped in the saddle, when all at once, looking across the frio towards home i see this mirage these mirages are sure wonderful i never seen but three or four it was a kind of misty morning with woolly golf clouds a-flying across and the hollows was all hazy i seen my ranch house sheer and pen the fences with saddles hanging on em the woodpile with the axe sticking in a log and everything about the yard as plain as if they was only two hundred yards away, and I was looking at em on a foggy morning. Everything looked somewhat ghostly-like, and a little taller and bigger than it really was. But I could see even the white curtains at the windows, and the pet sheep grazing round the corral. It made me feel funny to see everything so close, when I knew I was eighteen miles away. All to once I seen the door open, and the wife come out with the kid in her arms. It was all I could do to keep from hollering at her. You bet I was glad to see her anyhow, and know they was all safe. Just then I see something big and black a-moving, and it growed plainer, like it had kinder come into focus, and it was a Mexican with a broad-brimmed sombrero on a hoss what rode up to the fence. He stopped there a minute, and then I see my wife run into the house and shut the door. I seen the Mexican jump off his oz, try the door, and then go and get the axe at the woodpile. He came back and commenced to split down the door. The mere ridge commenced to get dimmer and faint-like. I don't know what made me do such a fool thing, but I couldn't help it. I jerked my Winchester out in a scabbard, drawed a bead on that darn scoundrel, and fired. Then I cussed myself for an idiot, for trying to shoot something eighteen miles away jabbed my winchester back in the scabbard stuck my spurs in my bronco and split through the brush like a road runner after a rattlesnake i made that eighteen miles in eighty minutes i never took the road but crashed through the chaparral jumped prickly pear and arroyo just as they come when i got to the ranch i fell off my pony and he leaned up against the fence streaming wet 
and looking at me mighty reproachful i never breathed in jumping from the fence to the back door i clattered up the steps and yelled for sally but my voice sounded to me like somebody else's way off the door opened and out tumbled the wife and the kid all right but scared as wild ducks oh jim says the wife where oh where have you been a drunken mexican attacked the house this morning and tried to cut down the door with an axe i tried to ask some questions but i couldn't look says sally the other door was busted all to pieces and the axe was lying on the step and the mexican was lying on the ground and a winchester ball had passed clear through his head who shot him asked the lawyer i told you all i know said the sheep man sally said the man dropped all of a sudden while he was chopping at the door and she never heard no gun shoot i don't pretend to explain nothing i'm telling you what happened you might say somebody in the brush seen him breaking in the door and shot him using noiseless powder and then slipped away without leaving his card or you might say you don't know nothing at all about it as i do do you think began the young man no i don't think said the sheep man rather shortly i said i'd tell you about the mere ridge i'd seen and i told you just as it happened is there any coffee left in that pot houston daily post sunday morning april nineteenth eighteen ninety six end of section five